So in case anybody's new to this Jesus and Food podcast, I mean, the reason it's called Jesus and Food is, number one, uh, we really like talking about Jesus. We really like talking about food. Uh, Jesus created food, and so, like, it all just kind of works together. Our names are Jonathan and Lindsay, and uh, stick around. We like that you're here. We would love to hear your voice. We really miss your voice on our show, uh, over on our morning show. And so if you'd be willing to send us a video, text us a video of you, your face, your voice, just tell us like what you're up to, what you've been doing. Uh, I'm really into knowing what you've been eating and what you've been watching. Right. So you can answer all those questions. You can talk about you know those things. You can talk about what you've been learning uh, if you have entered kind of, at least for now, sort of a new normal, like what may be like a little bit of a life hack that's getting you through, uh, whatever it might be. So what you can do is you can text a video or a voice file, whichever you prefer to do, um, and just text it to us at 866-917-9245. Tell us your name, uh, anything else that you want to share in there, and then that's going to enter you to win an Amazon Echo Dot. So this is a little Alexa that comes in either blue or rainbow colors. We're going to have multiple winners this week, and we just thought it would be nice to have somebody's voice on this podcast other than ours. Yes, for sure. So you can text it to 866-917-9245. So you were talking about life hack, and I want to talk about, have you heard of this term, hack your Mac? I have not. Okay, so everybody's sick of cooking. I mean, at least everybody that I know, we've been cooking three meals a day plus snacks for what, like five, six, seven weeks now? Mm-hmm. So there's this term called Hack Your Mac, and basically my best friend during all of this has been the boxed mac and cheese. Oh, sure, yeah. So you get the boxed mac and cheese, like 99 cents, and then um, you give it to your kids. It's like their favorite meal anyway, and it's so easy. And so it's just one of those like great items to have in the house. But if you want to like amp it up a little bit, feel a little bit better about that being like your lunch or dinner, there's like, I'm on this article right now, 13 ways to hack your Mac. Do you want to hear some of them? Please, yes. Okay, this one is add bacon. That's simple. <laughs> Fair enough. This one is uh, add sausage and spinach. So we're, t- we're really amping the mac and cheese up. Mac and um, cheese, sausage, and spinach. That doesn't sound bad at all. It sounds good. It sounds a little fancy. Okay, so this one is like an Asian flair. This one is sriracha, ginger, and green onion. That sounds good. Very you could good. also take it to uh, a Mexican level with some green chilies, some salsa, some like rotisserie chicken. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, we could do a buffalo sauce, chicken and buffalo sauce. That's a good one. Um, now I think you're gonna like hack number nine, but I I do. This one's not good. Uh, this one is kale. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm a fan of kale. I, I definitely like to have a kale salad for lunch or whatever. But inside of mac and cheese, I'm just not seeing how that works. Um, I have had like uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's deep fried kale that was pretty good. So I guess if you somehow put that into a mac and cheese, but those I'm having a hard time seeing those work together. <laughs> I, know. I just can't do kale. I've sent one dish back in my entire life at a restaurant and it was a kale salad and I just I could not stomach it and call me crazy, but I just couldn't. And then um, hack number 13, this one is fried mac and cheese. So you take the box mac and cheese you form it into balls with an ice cream scoop, roll it in breadcrumbs, and then deep fry those bad boys. 
Wow, that actually sounds pretty good. So back on the kale thing for a minute. Do you remember a while ago? Well, you're not. Are you a big salad person? I mean, they're fine. I like a good salad bar, but it's like I'm not one of those girls like that. I would have like went on a date in college and been like, oh, just give me the salad. Right. Yeah. And and I speaking of salad bars, I can't remember ever having seen kale on a mm. salad bar. I don't think. Maybe now. I mean, maybe in 2020 there is. But what were you going to say about salad? Um, well, I was just basically going to say there. I, I had given you at one point the way that my wife uh, prepares the kale salad in our home. Yeah, what because, is it? Because see, the thing about kale is that it's very. I don't naturally. I would say it's very dry. It's very like just the consistency of it isn't very yeah. good. Yeah. But the way that my wife prepares kale is that uh, number one, you take it off the stalk, so you're not eating the stalks or whatever yeah. you call okay. those hard parts. Number two, it is um, it is doused with olive oil and possibly lemon. I'm not sure about the lemon part. Okay, okay. And then it is massaged. Oh, dear. Now, uh, this is a family show, so we're not going to go into all the details <laughs> of exactly how that works. But every part of the kale receives a massage prior okay. to being in the big bowl where you can then eat the kale. And... Um, you know, and then you combine that, of course, with whatever salad dressing you're going to use, and it's it's just my favorite. Thing what do you ever. do? Um, what does that do? It releases some type of different flavor because I've never massaged my kale. Maybe that's the problem. Well, that's what I'm saying. A, a good, you know, kale is a is a nice thing. It's a nice, you know, you want to go ahead and give it a massage. It's kind of like, you know, how you feel. You talk about this all the time, Lindsay. Uh, maybe you're going. Maybe you go into a massage uh, place well, with a bad attitude, or you know, mm -hmm. a frown on your face. But you always come out better, right? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so why would it be any different for kale to feel different, to taste different, to just be on its top game after a nice massage? Now, does she put it, where does she put it to do that? She put it on a massage table of sorts or the Yeah, counter? it's a special table that we bought on Amazon. Just type in <laughs> kale massage table. And the first one that comes up, uh, it's free shipping on Amazon Prime. Yeah, right. Use the promo code Jonathan and Lindsay. Right. Um, time for a new segment on the Jesus and Food podcast. It's called In Loving Memory. Okay. Okay, here's what we have. Let's reflect back to whether it is five or six or however many weeks ago, the very last restaurant you ate inside of. Okay, it was Portillo's. Um, it was just right before all of this stay-at-home order in Illinois happened. And so I went there and got my standard Italian beef. Um, I do dry, but I want the, ju the au jus on the side. I want mozzarella, and I want the sweet peppers. I also got cheese fries. And I didn't get dessert. I didn't get the chocolate cake or or a shake or anything. And now you're regretting it. Yep. Um, that's that's you know people ask me sometimes like you know you've been on the air with that lady uh, Lindsay for like seven years. How do you how do you handle yourself? How, how are you, you able feel? to do that? And I just say, well, this this woman has incredible taste in many areas, and obviously, you know, the Portillos is no exception. Um, the last supper, if you will, that I had inside of an actual restaurant was at a place um, in Naperville, Illinois. It's actually a Mediterranean restaurant, and it was the day that the um, that the, the not the stay-at-home order went in, but like several days before that, it was when the day when they decided to close all the restaurants and bars. Yeah. Do you remember when you got that news? Oh, I know that was so sad. And I mean, it was like 
in that moment, at least for me, it was like, okay, stuff's getting real yeah, here. This like is they're getting serious. literally. Yep. The governor says, okay, as of tomorrow, at least he gave us like 24 hours notice. He said, you know, we're going to close the restaurants. We're going to close the bars. You can still do the drive through, you know, the pickup and all that kind of stuff. Part of the reason we even went to Naperville, Illinois, we stayed at a hotel that was within walking distance of one of my top three restaurants in my lifetime, Fogo de Chao, which is a Mm -hmm. Brazilian steakhouse. Um, It was literally right across the way from there. And we're like, okay, well, we got one last chance to eat at Fogo de Chao. <laughs> and if, if you don't know about that, it's where they, you know, take, you sit at a table, a bunch of waiters and waitresses and whatever bring to you different types of meat. Um, there's a tremendous salad bar. There's endless um, sort of like side dishes and all this kind of stuff. It's just a delightful experience if you've never yeah. done it. Um, and my wife said, well, you know, this this coronavirus thing. And, you know, I really, and she loves Fogo de Chao, too. She says, I really don't know if I want to go to a place that's like a buffet because they have the yeah. salad bar. Yeah, and, lots, of, lots of germs on those anyways. Right. And here yeah. we are, and we don't know what's going on, and we don't know how crazy this is going to get. And so, right, staying at a hotel right across from the Fogo de Chao, we decide to not go to Fogo de Chao, which just killed me. I yeah. mean, it just, because I, I live a couple hours away from the nearest one in my home. And um, instead, we went to this Mediterranean restaurant, which was called the Pita Inn. And it was actually pretty good. So it was, a, I guess, a little bit of a bright side from that. Here's the thing. All of our favorite foods and favorite restaurants are going to taste 10 times better when we're able to, you know, go and dine and have like this wonderful meal with our family, it's going to be amazing. I feel like this time is a good time for self-reflection and working on our hearts and our souls and uh, just getting into the Bible and and trying to figure out, you know, how to go about uh, all that we're going through right now. And so I love this passage from Psalm 139, and it basically is like an invitation for God to come into your heart and come into your soul and try to fix it up. And it kind of presupposes that you're willing to go there. Like the Mm -hmm. first verse of it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. And so it's like, okay, if you've already searched yourself and you know your own heart, you know there's stuff that probably you need to like figure out before you go on, you might want to do that first. Yeah. (laughs) Because otherwise uh, it could get a little scary. But then it goes on to say, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Yeah, it's like a way of inviting God in to really do some like soul work within yourself. I think it's like a brave prayer to pray. It's like asking him to work within you. Um, I like this message version too. It says, investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me to get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong and then guide me on the road to eternal life. 